and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, time to talk some Sun Devil football, and who better to talk it with, Wolf, than the head coach of ASU football, Kenny Dillingham, joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Coach, what's going on? Nothing much. Just sitting out here in the the office looking at sunshine and mountains. (laughs) Cannot beat that. I'm surprised you actually get to sit down. It's been, what, 22 days since you got hired, and you've had to be about as busy as possible on the uh, recruiting trail and transfer portals. Has it been the whirlwind you expected when you took the job? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've been here for about, you know, six years, but I guess it's only been 22 days. So we've been kind of nonstop. Obviously, it's a dead period now in recruiting, so things will will slow down a little bit now uh, just because kids can't come on campus. But these last 22, 22 days have been, you know, full speed ahead. So, Kenny, now um, a lot of people are telling me you're 32 years old. Oh, my goodness, he's so young. He's so young for a head coach right now. Why is that a benefit? I mean, I think I can relate to the players more. Uh, but in reality, the, the benefit of it, of it is just, you know, I, I'm a, maybe a little more tech savvy, maybe a little more in with the know of, of how kids think and operate. But, you know, I've been coaching for since I was 17. So I've been coaching 15 years. So I've kind of got the experience necessary uh, of, a, of an older coach. But combine that with the, the advantages of, of still being young in age. Yeah, Wolf, he's more active on Twitter than you are, believe it or not. Uh, are coach. you talking to me? Yes, Kenny! <laughs> Can't wait to call you out, Kenny. I'm calling you out, as a matter of fact. Before this show is over, I'm going to call out Kenny, okay? Nice. All right. Uh, coach, the, um, the, the buzz around this city now for the last few weeks it's it's real and you know things were kind of dormant around Sun Devil Nation before you got here and I know that's not your ultimate goal but you're also very personally invested in this program anyway have you noticed or have people told you how different it has felt around this city when it comes to ASU football over the last few weeks there's no question I think uh, I think people have always wanted this place to be their college football program to be that Saturday what do I do on college football Saturday do I go to Old Town Scottsdale do I go to Cold Burgers and Cheeseburger or so I go to zips what do I do and I think for so long there's been so many things to do and if we can make Sun Devil football that thing to do with people in the valley if we can sell out the crowd right if we can create a tailgating experience some way if we can make this the thing to do I mean people are going to be begging for tickets because there's nothing better than a college football environment and uh, I think that's what people are excited about is the potential of having a college football environment in the fourth largest city in the country and uh, I'm just excited to see uh, to see this city support Kenny this is um this is something personal to you isn't it Oh no question I mean, I can hear it when you talk about this, the the passion, of course, in your voice. But this is this is not just a lot of lip service right here in regard to recruiting Arizona and restoring ASU. This is something that is near and dear to your heart, isn't it? Oh, there's no question. I mean, I grew up a fan of this place. I'm born and raised, uh, you know in this city i've seen the city you know go from no buildings over uh, over uh, five stories to skyscrapers left and right down here in tempe and uh so I, i've seen the growth i've seen the city expand and uh for me just being born and raised here and being you know growing up a sun devil i want to see this place get to where it can go and i think if everybody 
gets involved, if everybody has that same belief that I have, right? I think we can really do something special here. Uh, greater than what pro- people probably think can happen. I think the the power of this city is so powerful. I don't think people think they're one little individual person can add value, but what I'm here to say is it does, mm. that if we get every single person to just add the smidget smallest piece of value to this program, right, we're going to wake up one day, and we're going to be like, how do we get there? And it's going to be because of the city, not me, not because of the staff, because everybody for a two to three year process believed in one vision, and the whole city got behind us, and I, mean, I just can't wait for that day. Talking to ASU head coach Kenny Dillingham, uh, Kenny, along those lines, you know, you you made it a point to make sure you have a lot of coaches on your staff with local ties. There's a lot of local high school talent in this state year in and year out. I mean, it's a point where we're seeing it in the NFL now too. But how important was that to you when you first got the job to make sure you were very tied to the city, not just you know personally, but your entire staff. Oh, it's critical. I think for, for two reasons. One, we want to be able to, to keep kids home. We want people to know you can achieve all of your goals that you want here and then some because you can be a hometown hero, and that sounds good. But don't just be the hometown hero. Be a guy who utilizes being born and raised in this city to your benefit and to capitalize on marketing opportunities, to build the relationships necessary so when you retire here or when you start a business here, you can really use what this city has to offer. And then, two, the second piece of keeping people home is college football, and and I'm guilty of it. It's a business, and coaches move around all the time. And if you look at different programs, they've got OCs leave like myself. They've got position coaches leave for better opportunities. I really wanted to put together a staff of people that this is their dream job and they want to be here. That way, when we go into a living room, when we coach, when we coach a kid, when we talk to a parent and say, you're going to drop your son or daughter off with us, you know I'm going to be here. You know our coaching staff is going to be here. And I think that's so important in today's day and age is the understanding of who's going to coach you and the comfort level of these coaches want to be here. And that was a big part of how I put together the staff. You know, Kenny, um, you're talking about recruiting, of course, as well, and how important it is. And we all know that in college football, but you can't talk about recruiting without talking about the NIL and the transfer portal. Give me your take on this combination right now. I can't stand it, Kenny, just so you know. I I absolutely despise it. Yet I know in your paradigm, at some point, you've got to embrace it. Talk to me about this, if you don't mind. Yeah, the transfer portal, I think, uh, you know, you can look at it with, you know, two sides of it. But I actually think the transfer portal is great because I think in college football, it's turned into a lot of people that make a lot of promises that don't come through. And that's the recruiting process is what am I willing to tell a kid uh, to get them to commit to me? And I think the transfer portal is the great equalizer for people that are honest. And, uh, you know, I grew up being brutally honest with people. I'm not one to sell a dream. I'm one to say the truth. And uh, I think this, I think the transfer portal is, is hurting the people that say what's necessary to get the car sold. And that means get the player to their program because now when that player gets in their program and it maybe wasn't all the promises, they have an out and they can kind of get away from that. And I think, uh, I think from that standpoint, the transfer portal is good because it protects, you know, 16, 17, 18 year old kids from kind of being manipulated into a situation they don't want to be in. So I'm all about anything that protects the players. This is still a player's game. 
So anything that, that protects players and, and helps players, is there negatives of the portal? Yeah. Do some kids get bad advice to get into the portal and, and maybe they sort of stuck it out and, and, you know, and keep fighting through some adversity? Yes, there, there are those negatives. But I think the positives of it uh, to kind of protect the player outweigh them. In terms of NIL, I definitely think, uh, you know, like I said, I'm all about the player. I'm all about how can you help the player. And it's changing the game uh, drastically. And you either got to, you know, get with the times or don't. And the teams that are going to continue to win at a high level are the teams that are going to get with the times. Well, Coach, we appreciate the time. We appreciate what you're doing. Good luck. We're all watching, man. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks, Kenny. That's uh, ASU football head coach Kenny Dillingham. There's a lot there to react to. We'll probably react to that throughout the week. But, yes. Uh, yeah, he's said some stuff right there. I, I like when he when he speaks. It's very impactful so far. And I tell you, localizing this team as best you can is, is the way you have to do it right now with the way the last few years were. Uh, all right, when we come back, thanks to Kenny Dillingham right there joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. When we come back, we'll get back to football, but we're not going to talk about it. We want to hear from you. What is the one thing that you would fix with the Arizona Cardinals? Try to keep this tasteful but let's just say you're the GM going forward. And I'm not talking about what are you fixing for the game coming up against Tampa. What are you fixing big picture with this team? 602-260-9870 is the number to call into the show. Again, 602-260-9870. Your call is next with the listeners only meeting. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. All right, welcome back to the show. We are live from the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. I I can't just gloss over this, Wolf. We did just have... ASU head coach Kenny Dillingham unprompted do the Pantera call out right there. Yeah, Last segment. right. Yeah, he just he just threw one right at you. I, I got to do that, right? I got to call out Kenny well, at some say point in time before now. the end of the show. Yes, this is how it works. Scream it out, man! Are you talking to me, Kenny Dillingham? I like it. Well, he just did it last segment, so now you're on the clock. Uh, we are going to get back to Cardinals right now, but as I said, we're going to take calls from listeners, and my suggested topic to you would be, what are you doing to fix this team? You get to do one thing. Like I said, try to keep it tasteful, but like, there's things have to change, obviously, going forward. You can talk about the draft pick. You can talk about the type of player you want to sign or trade or whatever you want to do. Uh, let's go out to the phone, 602-260-9870, and let's start with Tom and Gilbert. Tom, what's going on? Hello, gentlemen. So I'm going to try to keep it really short, even though I could talk on this topic for like a half hour. (laughs) Um, Schematically, this offense is predictable. Mm. So predictable that I'd be willing to bet that there are defensive coordinators in the open division in in the uh, high school level that could schematically plan against this offense. Tactically, there are so many errors Receivers in the same spot, running side by side. Uh, one guy in the end, in the back of the end zone, against four four defensive players. That that tactically, it's it's easy to defend. Every defense that we're looking at is a shell with all you know eleven players looking at the quarterback and then reacting based on where the quarterback is looking. So. If it's not a head coaching change, then there has to be a change in how the offense is schematically and tactically operated. I don't think that if if it 
if everything stays the same, that next year is any different than it has been for the last four years. Mm. This isn't a problem from this week. This has been a problem since the beginning. Have a great day, guys, but that's what I change. Yeah, Thanks, Tommy. That's, you know, honestly, right now, that's... Good call. That is, yeah, something has got to change. That's the one thing I think we all would agree on, including Cliff. I think Cliff would agree on that as well. Something has got to change. Uh, schematically, I've been talking about it for a long time, and hopefully we're going to see a little bit more of it. And I'm not saying, once again, that suddenly it's going to be Kyler Murray under center for 40 snaps. That's not what I'm talking about, man. I just think you need to do it all. I, I, I'd like to see a little bit more variation and a little bit more variety in terms of the type of play that you're running and even the personnel groups. That, that's just me. That's my take on it. And I think Cliff would be the first one to agree that the one thing you can't do is stay the same going forward. Yeah, I think, and like Tom just said, that was before this week, obviously. I think the one thing the Cardinals universe agrees on, fans, coaches, players, front office, whatever, agrees that you can't just try the same thing next year. You're 4-10, and 10, and what is it now, 5-15 and 15 in your last 20. You, you can't keep doing the same thing. What, well, Cliff will join us at 145. We'll ask him you know, what, what he thinks yeah. uh, is the biggest thing that needs to change. Let's go back out uh, to the phones and talk to Matt in Safford. Well, I read that and I was thinking Matthew Stafford, but that's not Matthew Stafford. It's Matt in Safford. Matt, what's going on, man? Matt? Matt, are you there in Safford? Oh, that was going to be our first call oh, from Safford. Man. Right, Matt. Matt, what are you doing? Uh, Safford. All right. Uh, Go back, Matty. Are you kidding me? Yeah, let's, uh, Matt, Matt and Safford. Let's, not Matthew Stafford. <laughs> let's, uh, let's try uh, Dave in Cave Creek. Dave, you are on the Wolf and Luke show. Good morning, guys. My issue uh, is the same as the first caller, but in addition to that, uh, Cliff's ability to mentor rookies. He does not come from an NFL coaching tree. He never spent a down on the sideline as a head coach in the NFL, and I don't think with that lack of NFL experience, he can teach rookie players or even young players how to be NFL players. Uh, his, his scheme, as we've all noticed, is very collegiate. And I really think that some of the rookies on our team and some of the younger players are having their developmental years wasted or stunted because they're not getting the NFL level of coaching that they could or should be getting with an experienced head coach. Even adding an offensive coordinator could be a solution, provided Cliff is willing to cede that responsibility 100% uh, and, and develop that talent. But that's kind of been my thought from the beginning. A, a, a rookie head coach who, with no experience in the NFL cannot teach rookie players how to be NFL players. Thank you, brother. Thanks, Appreciate Dave. that right there. Calls. Um, yeah, absolutely. Calls. First of all, let me just say he's not a rookie anymore. He's not a rookie head coach, of course. We all know that. He's in his fourth season. Um, scheme and mentoring, two completely different things right here. Scheme, I, I would agree. Something's got to change with the scheme going forward. They have to expand the offense and evolve the offense. I believe that. In terms of mentoring, can I just tell you, my brother, that um, no coach um, should actually be 
be a mentor. Maybe in college, maybe in high school. Absolutely, as a matter of fact, can I say in high school? Absolutely, uh, in college. But when you're in the NFL, it's a completely different thing. The mentoring part of it, it comes from the other players. It comes from the other players, man. More than anything else, you don't look to your coach to be your mentor. You're looking for a teammate. Isn't that right, J.J. Watt? You're looking for a teammate to be a mentor. That's where it really comes. Uh, back out to the phone, 602-260-9870. And let's go to Queen Creek and talk to Rowdy. Rowdy, you're on the Wolf and Luke Show. Yeah, thank you so much for your time today, guys. Uh, first thing I want to say is, Wolf, it all starts in the trenches. Yeah, it does, Steve brother. Kime, we're praying for you. Um, but where I would go is the defensive line. I would draft a defensive lineman. There's four studs coming out of college. Tyree Thompson, Miles Murphy, Jalen Carter, mm. Christian Anderson. You let any one of those young studs just go to town on our line, and then we sign Kelvin Beecham. We bring him back, and we start to fill out our offensive line with studs that can do something and move somebody for Kyler. That's where I'd start. And another thing, coaching matters. In the NFL, you need a coach that can lead men. I love Cliff, but I don't think he's a leader mm. of men. Well, you know, Thanks, once Rowdy. again, man, I appreciate the phone call, Rowdy. We're going to find out about that. Um, Rowdy delivered. He kind of sounds rowdy. Yeah, you know, um, I just, you can look at a lot of coaches across the NFL that actually experience some things, and I don't know if you're going to call them leader of men. Once again, the leadership to me comes from inside that locker room. I, I'm sorry. I know I'm a former player, and I know that I'm, I'm hyper-player-centric, and I truly am. Because I was a player. Yeah, I may be a little biased to all of this. Coaching does matter, but my brother, it's, um, to me, it's, to the average fan, it's so overrated. I will say this. This is not overrated now that we are in this range where the Cardinals are currently picking fourth. Jalen Carter. Will Anderson. Will Anderson's not really a defensive lineman, but he's ridiculous talent. Jalen Carter is out of uh, out of Georgia. You're in that range. Love that man. You get a game changer. Listen right now. I love Rowdy suggesting the line of scrimmage. How about both sides of the ball? That's what I would love to see, offensively or defensively. Man, bring in somebody, especially an interior offensive lineman that is special, a guard that is special, a center. Oh yeah, give me that. I would have been upset if Rowdy Rowdy didn't sound rowdy, if he was like very like, was awesome. sophisticated and British. Uh, I think we have time for one more. Let's go out to Julie in Surprise. Julie, you're on the Wolf and Luke Show. Merry Christmas, gentlemen. I would hire Rowdy as head coach. Um, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Julie. No, I would promote Vance Joseph to head coach. And I know Cliff, I mean, I guess you couldn't do it, but just have him uh, be the offensive coordinator. I mean, I love Vance Joseph. I love the way he um, coaches his defense, and he's a leader of men. That's all. Have a Merry Christmas. Thank you, Julie. You too. Julie. Boy, that would be interesting. I I don't think you could ever do it, but that would be interesting. Yeah, we made a bunch of coaching changes. Who do you have? (laughs) The same people, (laughs) but in different roles. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that that would fly. That's just me right there. But um, Vance Joseph is going to be a head coach at some point in time again in the National Football League. Really interested to see what happens, obviously, because because it's the Cardinals. But uh, And we'll get more into this later on in the show. But, I mean, if you are making a change 
GM, as some outlets are suggesting. Is that enough, or do you need to, to make all the changes? Uh, sorry we did not get to every call. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. What does Kevin Ray want to see from the Suns tonight when they take on the Lakers? Well, we're going to ask him next. It's game day with K-Ray, and it's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wham, bam, slam. Oh, wow. Suns Day brought to you by Coco 5. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Catch it in from the corner. Wolf and Luke. Brings the boom. And catching bodies on his way to the rack. Sons, game day with K-Ray. I'm ready for whatever. I'm ready for whatever. All right, let's talk some Phoenix Suns basketball. They have won two in a row with that victory over New Orleans. And what a victory it was on Saturday night. And, of course, they beat the Clippers on Thursday night. So right back, uh, heading the right direction, Wolf, at 18 and 12. Hosting the Lakers tonight, Devin Booker is actually questionable with a groin issue. DeAndre Ayton is questionable. Anthony Davis is out. But it is still Suns-Lakers, which means it's time to call Kevin Ray of Bally Sports for some game day with K-Ray. He joins us now on the Arizona Sports Line. Kay, how we doing? Good weekend? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and anytime you get to call a uh, fifty-eight point uh, spicy wing game uh, from our guy number one, Devin Booker, it's it's always a great weekend. Though the uh, you know had a, had a quick turnaround and flew to Jacksonville and watched the meltdown with the Cowboys and flew back home last night. But uh, the good news is it's a new day with a new game, and as you just pointed out uh, so succinctly, it's Suns Lakers. That's all you need to know. Okay, just how important was that game on Saturday night for the Suns to beat the Pelicans? Uh, it wasn't important at all, Wolf. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know what, honestly. <laughs> no, I know. I, right. It, look, it, it, it took on a level of... of um, Timely importance, I guess, maybe the best way to <laughs> right. put it. Yeah, it, it is still December, but it, you know, a New Orleans win would have given them the regular season series. You never know how that could impact you in the, you know, the final standings in terms of seeding. Um, and it, look, d- despite what, you know, a lot of these guys say sometimes, uh, the rivalry clearly right now means more to New Orleans, and you can understand that. It's a little where the Suns were about three years ago. But I think because of how New Orleans had been able to, at times, just, you know, beat the Suns up and around and do whatever they wanted, and and in all three of those recent games built double-digit leads, and you just kind of felt like, man, we, you know, we, we have met our kryptonite, uh, and they are the Pelicans. And I know it took a superhuman effort from Devin Booker to do it, but you also remember who wasn't in uniform. Granted, they didn't have Brandon Ingram. But, yeah, I think that there was a, a level of importance to it that will carry some weight moving forward. And just another, you know, just another ho-hum reminder of we got one of the best dudes yeah. in the game wearing our team colors. 
Talking to Kevin Ray of Valley Sports, it's game day with K Ray. Uh, K, along those lines, I saw your tweet after the game on Saturday that, you know, just kind of a reminder to everybody that not only do you have a guy that can drop 58 points, but he's a legitimate star who could have left. He absolutely could have asked out before this team got good. There were some dark years that Devin Booker was here for. I wonder if, in some ways, those years, you know, trained him to not only appreciate these times, but to, you know, he, he knows he can drop 58 or 70 in a game if he needs to. Uh, but I thought I thought your tweet was, was spot on. It was almost like every once in a while, Booker just has these games to remind us that you have a player that most teams in most cities don't have. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and, and thank you, Luke, because it, it is it is important because I do think that, you know, fan, it, it's human nature. You, you know, you just start assuming that these things are going to be there. And, you know, so hopefully those longtime fans uh, are appreciating it because, you know, we had this dude named Steve Nash on the squad and people mm-hmm. just thought, oh, this is always going to exist. And then we went wandered 10 years in the desert. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but, but the fact that he has embraced his city and going back to those first couple of years where he, he, he said openly, you know, you just, as much of a beat down as it felt on many nights, you have to, you know, uh, appreciate and embrace the beauty in the struggle. And that goes back to his training with his pops, uh, you know, Melvin, who, who taught him at an early age, man, no, nothing will come easy to you. And for every good day, there'll be two bad days. So that's why you got to just kind of ride even keel and that's what we've seen so i think it is important because we have been blessed here in the valley with a lot of wonderfully talented good people you know the the randy johnsons the larry fitzgeralds they have not only been ambassadors for the game for their teams but for the city and this guy has embraced us uh arizona like he was born here and i just think it's important for fans not to forget that it's okay. You've got Devin Booker, of course, questionable for tonight. You've got DeAndre Ayton questionable for tonight. Um, man, what do you think? Is it more likely or less likely that they play? Because they're actually playing the Lakers, of course, and Pat Bev. I mean, I'm questionable for tonight, Wolf. But that aside, so <laughs> <laughs> I would I would say I would say if I'm if I'm leaning one way, I, I have a feeling that Da will probably get cleared to play. Um, I really do think it's going to be probably a game time decision with Book. Uh, you know, experiencing some some uh, issues in the groin and coming off a game like he had the other night because it man, it, it wasn't just your basic fifty eight piece. I mean, as you guys saw, he I mean he was literally carrying this team for an entire quarter, um, and there is some there, there's some residue from that and coming off the hamstring issue. So you don't want to start creating this chain reaction in his body as a result. So I think they'll let him get through the afternoon, see how he maybe feels when he gets to the arena, and then go from there. Um, 
But I, I would say if I'm a betting man, I, I think we'll see number 22 on the floor tonight. Uh, it'd be good to see number 22 back in there for sure. It's been a couple games without him. He, obviously, he's he's still a guy that is developing. So I still, I, I even if the regular season games aren't as meaningful as maybe they were last year to a team like the Suns that's trying to build for the playoffs, I still think they're meaningful for a, for a guy like D.A. Uh, K. Ray, the game on Saturday to beat New Orleans, a team that you're now not going to see until I, I do think they'll meet him at some point in the playoffs. You don't see him again. So you finish the season series at two apiece, but just the way both teams were trending, and I don't think the Suns were panicking, but big picture, not just on Saturday, how much do you think that does for this team's trajectory to get back on track faster now? Well, I, I think it's it's good in the sense of a, a reminder, at least in, in stretches, that that they could be a, a really good defensive team. Because, look, let's be honest, for, for all the offensive struggles and the shots not falling, uh, their issues during the little slump here have been on the defensive end. You know, Monty has said it. Uh, the players have all said it. And... You know, I don't know if you can specifically identify as to why. Uh, maybe it is just kind of the, the volume of games uh, in their mind, kind of catching up with them over the last two plus years, as high a level as they have played, and, and you get into this like, you know, damn, I wish it was you know March or April already. Um, and that's you know you, you'll see that from time to time with teams, but I think it reminded them of what they can be, what they can do defensively and and they had to do it uh, shorthanded Um, I still my biggest takeaway over the last 10 12 days guys is the play of Josh Okogie and how this guy has all of a sudden become the heartbeat and soul of this team defensively along with Mikhail Bridges so to have another defensive running mate uh, but this guy coming off the bench to me those are the little things that, that I will take away here Kevin Ray, great stuff as always, man. Thank you. We'll be looking forward to tonight. You got it, boys. Have a good one. Thank Thanks you, fuck. Kay. That's, uh, that's Kay Ray of Bally Sports right there with Game Day with Kay Ray. And as we're talking, Wolf, uh, Suns are po- uh, tweeted out that Devin Booker out tonight. <sighs> out so, tonight. No Booker tonight. But I, I hope I hope uh, what Kay Ray said right there, and he was not like reporting it, but I, but I hope what he was sort of speculating ends up being true and we do get to see DeAndre Ayton because... Look, first of all, you don't have Devin Booker. You need DeAndre Ayton. Second of all, okay, no Anthony Davis. Game maybe DA could take over. I know we've said that before. But third, like you pointed out, Patrick Beverly is going to be on the floor. Yeah. I'd like to see how DeAndre Ayton reacts. Yeah, me too. So. I'd love that, man. That is must-see if, in fact, you're telling me DA is going to play. I want to see that, man. That would be. This would be a growth game right here, yeah. DA. Let's see it. Got to get him back out there, too, just in general, because he's missed a few games now. Uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, heading to State Farm Stadium May 14th with the Strokes. Tickets are on sale now, but you can win a pair of tickets by heading to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com. All right, we come back, back to the Cardinals after another loss and with some people speculating, like nationally, on Steve Kimes' future with the team. What exactly is the front office going to look like next year? What is the future of Cliff Kingsbury next year? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. 
Welcome back. We are live from the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. It is Wolf and Luke on a big red Monday, which is also a Suns Day with what the Suns did on Saturday and what they're doing tonight potentially against the Lakers. Uh, Wolf, a loss for the Cardinals yesterday. I, I think I think a lot of Cardinals fans are in big picture mode now with this team, and there's a lot of uncertainty right down to the quarterback injury. I mean, that, that was the, the most cruel plot twist from that game last week, which was really only just on Monday was Kyler getting hurt because now if you think about the last week with the Cardinals there was already all the speculation about Cliff and whatever you think should he be back should he not be back and I at least like that the conversations out there now seem to be a little more thoughtful than they're losing it has to be his fault people are looking and saying hey maybe he could give play calling or maybe it isn't totally his fault just that there is actually nuance to it things aren't just as simple as hey the team's four and ten it's all one guy's fault right Um, there's now after what happened last week there is uncertainty around the, the quarterback position at the start of next year, and there's uncertainty around the GM position. This is Ian Rappaport from NFL Game Day yesterday talking about Steve Kime's future with the team. Meanwhile, tumultuous week for the Cardinals. General Manager Steve Kime took a health-related leave of absence. There's some real doubt, I would say, that he is actually back with the Cardinals, which means they could end up needing a new general manager, which means, Rich, owner Michael Bidwell will face a decision at the end of the year. Does he bring back Coach Cliff Kingsbury? Or does he clean house entirely after a lost season? Boy, that is the question right now that faces the Arizona Cardinals. Um, listen, um, you know how difficult this is for me to talk about. Uh, Steve Keim is a friend of mine. You need to know that, Basinonians. And yet at the same time, I think Steve Keim most likely will not be back. Nobody's told me that. That is just me being around the game for a long, long time. It doesn't make me right. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. I just think right now from where I'm sitting, most likely he won't be back. Cliff Kingsbury could lose his job. I I don't think Cliff should lose his job because he he was dealt a bad hand, in my opinion. He was was dealt a, a bad hand this year, right from the beginning, and it just got progressively worse. All the drama of the offseason with Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins and the suspension, Hollywood Brown's injury. The fact those two guys alone did not play until week 12. The offensive line's destruction, not just getting banged up on the offensive line. I'm talking about the total meltdown of the offensive line. Four guys. I mean, you, you, you had Rodney Hudson in week four. You had Justin Pugh in week five. You had... DJ Humphreys week eight. And then, of course, Will Hernandez went on and he's come back. We all know about that. But I just think Cliff has not gotten... a fair shake. Well, I think I think certainly a fair way to put it. And Lorenzo Alexander and I were talking about this on Friday. For me, I get that Cliff. You know, he's by, he's far from a perfect coach. I think Cliff Kingsbury. He has told us that. Yeah, on the, no <laughs> when He's in here. I'm not saying Cliff is necessarily the answer, but to your point on on how this season has gone, and is Cliff to blame for some of the four and ten record? Yeah, but there have been. 
there's been a lot of weirdness around this team this year. And so when I look around the league at other coaches or coaches that may be available, which is really more important for this conversation, how many of them would have succeeded this season? And there are some probably that would have certainly, you know, and I'm not saying, well, he's four and 10 and this coach would have gotten yeah. him to five and nine. No, I'm saying succeeding this season. And, and again, it's really more of guys that are out there because my stance on this is if you've got some amazing answer, if you've got Sean Payton and if you're going to move on from Steve Kime anyway and you feel like, okay, here we go. We're willing to spend the money as an organization. It's Sean Payton. We have to get this right. Okay, well, that's, yeah, then go ahead. Do it. But if you're telling me, well, we don't really have an answer. We're just going to fire Cliff just for the sake of doing it to appease people. You're going to potentially be in the exact same position and it's not just going to be next year. It's going to be two or three years from now. Yeah. now. The question is, and Ian Rappaport said it in that clip right there, if you are moving on from, from Steve Kime, does that make it more likely you just say we're cleaning house and starting over? Or does it make it more likely that Michael Bidwell says, we're already making a change. I'd like to keep Cliff here. And that's that's a question I don't know the answer to. I'm not even sure they totally know yet. Yeah, and you know, once again, when I think of what he has had to deal with here, um, as a former player, my heart goes out to him. It really does. And the reason being is because the Arizona Cardinals, by the way, have played more players than anybody else in the National Football League. Yeah. <laughs> that is that's just a fact this right there. So I guess so I, I guess what I'm saying is for all you Twitter tough guys that are out there, imagine right now you you work at a job, you get promoted and experience success on that job. You, you get injured on the job. You can no longer physically do your job the way you did. Should you be fired or given a chance to recover? Especially when you've already proven that you can have success. That is my question. How is that any different than what Cliff Kingsbury has faced? How is that any different? This is exactly what he has done. This is exactly what he has faced. You can talk all day long about, hey, listen, they were melting down last year, and you're right about that, and into the playoffs. But they got to the playoffs. They won 11 games, and they got to the postseason. They did. This season has been an unmitigated disaster. There's no doubt about that based on everything that has transpired this year. But having said that, man, I mean, this is a guy that I believe deserves another chance. Give him one more chance well, to see if he can get it right. He's going to be, if he does come back, I mean, he's going to be on the hottest of hot seats to start the season. No doubt. Because if he comes back, the the logic on some level is going to be he had a billion injuries, which is true. And and this is why the Kyler Murray injury is, is so frustrating on yet another level. The biggest thing to me with Cliff is if you look at him and you say, you know what, he's not the one to get the most out of Kyler Murray. He, Kyler's not developing anymore. If you think that's Cliff's fault, then you need to switch coaches. If you don't think that's Cliff's fault, then you are really running a risk switching coaches, unless, again, you have Sean Payton lined up. But I would say this, if you start to... It, it, we were doing this watching the game yesterday. Mm. Just make a list of coaches that are available for any team that fires their head coach in, in a couple weeks. Tell me how many of them you really look at and say, okay, yeah, this is the guy. Now, I'm not saying there isn't one of those guys that is the guy. And I'm not saying it would be wrong to move on. I'm just saying it's not as simple as fire him and then you automatically get Sean McVay or Bill Belichick. That's not how it works. You better have a good plan lined up after that. Yeah, no, you've got to. Um, if that is job one for any coach, hypothetically, you want to sit there and talk about uh, scenarios that could possibly happen and whether Cliff is going to be back or he's going to be let go 
um, man, you talk about some of the scenarios that are out there. Job one for anybody that is going to take this job is to be able to fix Kyler Murray. Job one. Well, everything in this organization right now, and this is not the only, I mean, this is ultimately what you want, right, as an organization is to build everything about around a young franchise quarterback. Well, everything is built around Kyler Murray. When you do that, he has to be a franchise quarterback. He, and not just because he's making all the money that the franchise has, he has to be out there winning games. And this year, it's muddled now because he's not going to play. And it, it muddles the question even more in the offseason for what you said earlier. Are you confident in bringing in a new coach? while Kyler's hurt and can't really learn the new system in the offseason, that complicates it further. But they have to get him back on the trajectory he was on last season where he's getting better. Yeah, listen, there are excuses and then there are reasons. And I believe that when you look at Cliff Kingsbury, uh, the reasons are there. So for the record, I wouldn't fire Cliff. But that doesn't mean that the organization might feel different. And on the Steve Kime stuff, there's a story on CBS, too, in addition to the, the clip that we played you from uh, from Ian Rappaport in the headline. This is from yesterday. Cardinals expected to move on from GM Steve Kime. Adrian Wilson, Quentin Harris, strong internal candidates. So, you know, we can, uh, we can talk about that in the future, depending on how things play out for sure. When we come back, we'll take you through the top stories of the day with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.